Welcome to The Advance, a podcast on moving towards Christ-like maturity. This podcast takes time to look at how we can posture ourselves to grow in our walk with Christ. It would really help me out if you could share it with your friends and take some time to review it on whatever platform you are either viewing it or hearing it on. Thank you so much and be blessed today. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Advance Podcast. My name is Donovan. I'm a pastor in Edmonton, Alberta, and it is such an honor to uh, get to be a part of your walk with Christ. Uh, My hope is that as you've been listening to these podcasts, uh, whether this is your first one or whether you've been listening to a few, that it's been encouraging you and it's been sparking you in your walk and you've been uh, moving towards maturity in your walk with him. Uh, At the heart of this podcast is spiritual practices. What are the ways that we posture ourselves so that we can grow into Christ-like maturity? And during this COVID-19 crisis, three of the practices that we're focusing on are prayer, worship, and knowing the scriptures. Um, Having a life just in that's engaged with and in love with the word of God. Um, the practice that we're going to be focusing on today is worship. And uh, worship is a extremely important practice. And throughout the whole scriptures, as you'll hear in the interview that you're about to, you're about to hear, the whole Bible, there's different illustrations of worship. There's different teachings on worship. There's different understandings of worship. And uh, it's my hope that as we look at some of those together today, that we will grow in our desire to be worshiping people. Uh, Before we get to the conversation on worship, uh, one of the realities of this COVID-19 crisis is that we as churches have not been able to gather together in person. But my hope and prayer is that that has not limited or stolen away from our response to God as worshipers. Um, I don't know what it's like for you to sit in your living room and have your worship team lead you on worship through the TV screen or or even to be watching on YouTube different worship videos. But uh, my hope is that in this season, we can actually grow in our worship, not not feel like we're disconnected. Yeah, obviously there's something we're missing that we're not able to all gather together. But I think when our heart is set towards Jesus, when we choose to fix our eyes on him, when we choose to say, God, I want to adore you because you're worthy. He's worthy whether we're together in a sanctuary, all singing, and he's worthy in our living rooms. And so my hope and prayer is that our response and, and the state of our heart can be similar that we're not limited in our worship because we can't gather together. Uh, Before we get to our conversation today, I want to briefly talk about the reality of worship and how we define that word. Uh, Romans 12.1, I kind of butcher it in the interview you're about to hear, but Romans 12.1 says that, Therefore, in view of God's mercy, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, for this is your spiritual act of worship. What Paul is saying in that verse is is basically the first part, therefore, in view of God's mercy. So in Romans 11, Paul talks about how vast and how great and how rich is the mercy of God, right? And then Romans 12, 1, therefore, in view of this, in view of God's mercy, we can't do anything to earn his love, but he still chooses to give it to us. In view of how amazing and how good his mercy is, offer our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. Basically, what he's saying is in everything you do, your everyday life, that it would be given to God as an act of worship. That our way of worship is to say everything I do, whether it's washing the dishes, whether it's changing my kid's diaper, whether it's um, even in how I um, create and the different things that I do, everything we do as an act of worship to God. 
That's that's what we're invited to. Um, and so worship can be defined as that, that sort of all of life. But worship is also a word that we use to talk about when we gather together and sing. Now, I know some people kind of get up in arms about that, like, well, you know, now we're going to worship together. Well, we have been worshiping together since we arrived. Or they'll say, and now it's, it's time to worship and we'll start singing a song. Now, I think it's easy to get up in arms about that, but I think it's more about semantics because we are worshiping in both those ways uh, throughout the scriptures. As you'll see, there's so many passages about singing as an expression of worship, dancing, praising, all of these things as an expression of worship. And so whether we're expressing our worship corporately and tangibly, or whether it's the reality of how we're living all of our lives, my invitation is that we wouldn't really get in a fuss. Um, The interview that I'm about to have, we use worship in both of those understandings. And when we use the word worship, we're talking about worship in all sorts of different ways. Um, But it's both that gathering and it's that all of life. And and I think it's really, uh, I just wanted to kind of give that disclaimer before this conversation. So you're about to hear from my friend Karis. Karis is an amazing person. We're really good friends and I'm really honored that she chose to be a part of this. And my hope is that the conversation would be a blessing to you. All right. Hey, Karis, how's it going? So good. <laughs> so oh. good, Donovan. I'm happy oh, to be here. I'm happy to see you. I, I wish that I could see you in person though, because I really need a haircut. Like, I was going to say you're you're not that it's not as bad as you think. <laughs> oh well, thank you. I'm glad. I was my my question for you is what do you feel about all these people cutting their own hair? Like, should you oh. just let it grow out, or should you take the risk? No touchy. No, no touchy. touchy. Don't do so it. Just, it's not. It's so not just worth let it. it grow. Yeah. I just, don't know. <laughs> why why do you say that Karis like well I I mean it's all relative you know you give <laughs> a person an inch and then they take 12 and ah, yes. and so it's just it's more being precautionary you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. leave it to the professionals I've had so many people yeah. re- messaging me and being like give me advice what should I do I'm like buy a hat like just like don't <laughs> don't do it like I've I yesterday alone I had four people reaching out to me being like can you give me tips or like mm. seeing like Facebook lives being like I'm doing it and they're just like cutting it and it's just like <laughs> no don't do it don't do that's it. so funny <laughs> yeah I, uh, I joke because one of our pastors just he just pulled out his number two and just yeah yeah just whole head shoot, and just oh right and and I suppose it's liberating. Like I like I'm not I'm not in charge. Like you can do whatever you want. But I just true. know for the really adventurous ones. I mean for guys' hairs it's a little bit different. For women, it's just That's like true. please be careful. Like don't yeah. fry your hair off and mm-hmm. hair grows yeah. slowly. So it's just it's more just lovingly trying to advise from a distance. I don't know. Well, well, thank you for your professional opinion on that, Karis. I'm sure our listeners really value this. I like the advice to buy a hat. I think that's great advice. You know what? It is, it's the season. Like, just, just own it. You have permission to just not care. Like, maybe, maybe it's like deeper issues of vanity that we need to address. I don't know. Totally. Hey, God, yeah, maybe he's trying to strip away some of our, like, you know, needing to look good all the time. Maybe. I don't know. 
I like your, I like your heart, Donovan, and your hair. Both well, that. thank you. It's, yeah. yeah, it's great. It's great to have you on here today, Karis. The um, yeah, as I was thinking about worship and thinking about the uh, how we actually foster lives of worship, like you, you're one of the main people that came to my mind just because I. Not only do you model leading worship so well, you also I I believe that comes from a place of deep worship when you're not on stage. Mm. And so I think there's, um, I think you have a lot that people can learn from uh, just because of who you are. And so, yeah, I'd want to pick your brain a little bit about worship, Let's but before we jump in, yeah, before we jump into that, I just love to get to know who are you? Um, yeah. Kind of what, what your life kind of looks like, not right now, but just yeah. you know, normal life. And then um, what's something you're passionate about? Mm, so good. So good. Thank you for your kind words. It's always nice to hear those things. You're just like, oh, I love you too. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, my name is Karis Rhinus. Um, I'm a homegrown Edmontonian. So I've been here like pretty much my whole life. Um, I actually, I grew up in a Lutheran church. And so I think some of the, the realm of my story and even just in context of like leading worship and being involved has really developed <clears throat> and has journeyed from like such a like a time of like liturgy and um traditionalism and just all these things that were like super precious now looking back i didn't really quite appreciate some of that stuff growing up it felt a little bit distant but i always felt like god had my heart and was drawing me into a place of intimacy even though i didn't maybe have the vernacular or the understanding of some of that stuff um so i've i kind of have always just been on this journey of of trying to get to know the lord more and to find expression i i think like whether that's been through like anything creative anything um anything music wise like yeah that's just always been a thing that i've really really appreciated um currently i i say that i'm in full-time ministry um but what that actually looks like to me is i i do hair um people who sit in my chair they are sitting with me and i'm get to be creative but i also get to be pastoral um whether they realize it or not um which is actually really cool I remember when I first started going into hair, I, um, I remember having like this moment in the back room, just like super kind of emotional and just being like, why am I, why am I wanting to cry? And I just realized how much the Lord knows me that I could, I could have a job that evoked like with one hand creativity and skill and whatever, but on the other hand, being able to, to pastor and to really invest in my clients' lives, my friends' lives in a different way that was outside of like the normal church setting, if you may. Um, so yeah, so I, I do that and I'm involved with um, a ministry called Resurgence, which I absolutely love. And I'm on the, I'm on the lead team there for, I feel like that's been almost like over 11 years, which is crazy. Cool. Um, so like I oversee the worship portion of that. So I'm on their global team and then also on their Edmonton team as well and oversee a bunch of stuff. So like you would that. have started when you were like 12 years old. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. You charmer. I know you start them off young. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was pretty much 12. Thank you for acknowledging that. I didn't want to bring that up myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh 
Marsh, Donna, and I love you. Um, yeah, so I've been doing that since 12, pretty much since birth. But I've, I have actually been leading worship for over 20 some years. So it's, it's been a really like crazy journey. I think I've lost count. I just say 20 some because I just, it doesn't matter anyways, <laughs> but it's mm, been, it's been yeah. a while. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, well, thank you for letting us into your story a little bit. Um, and yeah, just really, like I said, excited about what you're going to share today. Uh, but yeah, before we hop into worship, one of the uh, talking about worship, sorry, we are worshiping currently. Yes, um, we are. Before we, uh, we get to that, I would love to just hear your thoughts. I've gotten thoughts from all the people that I've had on so far. Um, yeah. I'd love to hear yours on what, what are some of the ways that you see God at work right now in the midst of this COVID-19 crisis? And, um, and it's kind of a twofold question, first off, in society and culture at large, but also in yourself, in your own life. Yeah. How are you seeing God at work right now? I think we would be remiss to, to not <laughs> um, say that this is an opportunity. Um, I, the whole, the, this whole thing has been really interesting and it's been, it's kind of been this bittersweet thing, at least for myself, it's been really bittersweet. Mm. Um, I keep thinking about like Psalm 23, where it says like, he makes me lie down. Like the Lord is my shepherd. He makes mm. me lie down in green pastures and I, not yeah. to even like take advantage of like, or like to make light of this, of this situation. Um, but there is something about being like forced <laughs> or strongly encouraged to stop. And um, <laughs> that is, that is a hard thing. Like in society right now where we have totally. this freedom, yeah. just be like, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to like portray myself as I want. Like you, you can have this, this realm of um, like independent, like an independent heart spirit, vibe that you, mm -hmm. you're just like, I can do this on my own to have like yeah. the uh, overarching, like literally global pandemic mm -hmm. saying stop and like rest um, in, in, in so many ways. It is, mm -hmm. it's kind of bizarre to me. And I think I know for myself, I'll start with myself first. Um, I would be lying to say that it's been easy there's there's this internal fight that I feel um, constantly like that I'm at war with myself, which is bizarre because you always want to say like, I wish I didn't have to go into work today. You know, I, I have a job that I can't actually go into work, but I'm capable of working. Yeah. So like even in that capacity, there's this 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 realm of like trust and surrender of like laying yourself down and being like, OK, well, then what are we going to do with this time? Um, mm -hmm. and so even in that capacity, like just for the church, I think this has been an opportunity if you choose to take it to really like stop and rest and catch your breath. And I don't know, like reflect, we live in a society that's so busy all the time and there's a million things to be doing all the time to be saying yes to, and to have the COVID space to stop and to reflect and say, okay, what am I, what am I saying yes to? Is this bringing life? God, is this really what you, like, what are you speaking? Like, I hear so many other things that are going on right now, but what are you saying to me? What are you, what are you asking of us? And I think as, as the church, we have a really good opportunity to kind of pivot, to re, um, 
I don't know, to figure, to be like, is what we're doing working? And what actually really matters right now? Like, what is the heart of the church? What is the heart of the Lord? And how do we actually be relevant and love and and be loved and not strive and push? I don't know. It's like, I think of it like when you're, as a kid, I remember having this, um, like, toy thing that you'd play in the sand and you'd scoop the sand and you'd, like, shift it and then all of these things would be remain and all the sand would fall i feel like that's what's happening right now i feel it's like this element of being like that the things that are being shaken that don't matter you know are or the little things are like falling to the side and then we're left with stuff that we either to be like this is not important anymore this is gold we're keeping this and so it's kind of like how how are we going to be responsible i think is it's kind of like this invitation of responsibility and intentionality yeah. for the church maybe totally yeah and it's and it's so interesting because right before all this happened there was kind of i don't know if you noticed this but there was this like reaction against the busyness and the hurry of culture oh, in the word. church like you had voices like john mark comer voices like um uh jefferson bethke writing books like to hell with hustle and the ruthless <laughs> yes hurry. and like all this stuff is coming out in the last few months and it's like it's almost, I think, in some ways prepared us a little bit to see, yeah, we have been going way too fast. We've been moving oh, way man. too hard. And so just a huge, uh, it's it's kind of like, yeah, this forced Sabbath, I think is one of the ways John Mark Homer has talked about it uh, for yeah. a lot of us. Um, and so definitely a huge opportunity in that. Um, and I even think of myself, it's like, for me, I've I've been a little bit more busy with ministry stuff because yes. just keeping connected with people, but all the superfluous stuff is gone. And so I have so much more time with my family. I have so much more, I'm home for dinner every night. Like I know. I get, every night I get to put my daughter to bed. It's like, it's such a gift. Right. And so oh. the reality is that, yeah, I think it's seeing in that forced Sabbath. What is, yeah. What is God inviting us into? Right. Totally. Um, what a good, what a great thought. So how about you personally? How do you feel like God's, uh, what is he doing in you now through this? You know what? I, I feel like he's restoring things in me, Donovan. That's good. And because, yeah, like if I were to say like Karis pre <laughs> whatever COVID, um, I like if I were to be honest with you and everybody else, um, I I was probably like really close to burnout. Like mm. I was incredibly stressed. We had a lot of stuff. I like, I moved, um, Mm -hmm. in February. And so like that month was, was a gong show in itself, but like Mm -hmm. just lots of stuff with, with work was, was interesting and building up to the whole effects of, of COVID. So there was tons of stresses in that realm of not being busy and trying to pay your bills and just life. Right. Um, ministry was really there was lots of stuff that was going on in different aspects mm-hmm. at my local church and then also with resurgence and yeah like I, I found myself I don't want to say drowning but I was getting I was tired treading water yeah. and I could tell that my like that I was getting really weary um, and even just like my responses to stuff was getting was was becoming sour and bitter and tired and I was like oh lord like I could feel myself probably even internally. Um, I tend to have a bit of a like pastoral and like prophetic bend. So mm-hmm. those things aren't lost to me, but I, I could feel myself being like, why are we doing all of this stuff? Mm-hmm. And just kind of questioning just certain things 
why am I, why am I responding this way? Why is this agitating me so much? And then lo and behold, all of this stuff started happening. And so I think for myself, the Lord has just been like, no, I'm going to restore you. I'm going to like, I'm going to allow you space to, to rest. I'm going to allow you space to, um, to catch your breath. But like, I want you to do that with me inside and I want to do this right. And so that you are capable and stronger and like ready for what's to come afterwards. And like, I don't think there's going to be a new normal. I don't, I feel like there's, there is going to be that. I don't know. It, it, it could, you could easily sway that way, but I think people, if this goes long enough, that there'll be enough of things realizing how much more rich life is um, with that space, the priority to be able to like, I loved when you had said that you would uh, like to be able to be at home for your, like for your family for dinner and, mm -hmm. and to like put Ava to bed and Daniel, like those things, that is worship. That is being present. That is a gift. And so I think this will be a really cool time like on the, on the other side of this, it's like, what are those things that I personally want to be? I want to be more filled with gratitude. I want to be more generous with my, with my time and my heart, like not just half because I'm going to be nice to you because I need something from you afterwards. But like that genuine, like, what does love look like? What does, what does trust look like? Like that's been a huge thing. I think even that I've been learning, I say trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, um, but acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. And I'm like, yeah, that's my life verse. <laughs> and yet in these okay. moments being like, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills um, to mm -hmm. see him providing and being like, I actually am, I'm surrendering my control and I choose to trust you. Like that is, it's one thing to, to spout it out because you know it or you've memorized it. Um, but to truly like believe it, like to head to heart, to feet, to walk it out. Mm. That's a different thing. And I think these are invitations that God is giving us if we choose to accept them and see them in this time. So that's one thing that I'm for sure of learning. Wow. And it, yeah, thank you for, for sharing and being vulnerable. I think it's, yeah, it's definitely cool to see how, uh, yeah, just how God brings life out of darkness. And oh, man. I think, yeah, I think we would be, yeah, I think it's one of the things that I've really been wrestling with is in the midst of all this opportunity and hope, we don't want to, we don't want to minimize the, what, the people that are oh. feeling like a yeah. lot of pain and a lot of like unknown. And so I think um, one of the things okay. that, that I think we can actually like do as a response. If we're, if we're those people that are feeling really overwhelmed or scared or hurting or even sick, like worship is, is kind of the posture of response that I think God's inviting yeah. us into. Um, again, not to minimize what we're going through because worship isn't ignorance. <laughs> like no. worship isn't just pretending like everything's okay. Right. And I'm sure we'll get into more details in a bit, but I just want to speak to those who are feeling, you're not really sensing, I'm sure some of you are watching this and you're not feeling the opportunity. You're just feeling the, the pain. And so yeah. my encouragement to you today would be, what does it look like to worship anyways? Worship in the pain, worship through the pain. Wow. And, um, and I think God's really going to do something in you um, to help yeah. bring hope and help bring life and joy back. Um, but yeah, on a, so good. On a, just to turn it back to a kind of silly note for those who are watching. I don't know if you're going to need like when this is all done. I know I'm a bit of a tech person. 
And so I've noticed that your television is backwards. Do you need to help you set up your television? Is what do you TV? mean? It's, yeah, it's a TV. No, it's not backwards. It's just the way the light is. Oh, oh, that's funny. It literally looked like it was just turned around. I'm like, <laughs> you don't need to know much about tech to know that it needs to be the right way. <laughs> but if there is anything, Donovan, it's not plugged in. So oh, well, there you go. That's great. That's a spiritual practice right there. Hey, it is true. I, I, I feel. I mean, like we have so many other ways to get to get connected to stuff. But yeah, I. It's not. Yeah, who uses it? TV, anyways. (laughs) What are we talking about? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. TV. What is that? (laughs) It it may as well be turned around backwards. (laughs) Totally. Awesome. All right. Well, let's chat worship. Um, So. In my introduction, I, I kind of went over the reality of like, we have two, when we think about worship, obviously there's, there's the reality of corporate worship and there's yes. the reality of all of our life is worship. Um, and so I think it's really important in this conversation that um, when we're talking about worship, we, we will be using both of those understandings interchangeably, I would say, right? Yeah. 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 And so, um, Cause yeah, I think it's really easy for someone who, you know, like, well, all of life is worship. Well, we call this worship. Well, now that we're singing, we call it worship, blah, blah, blah. Let's like, let's just get all the semantics out of the way. We're not going to worry about those for this conversation. When we say worship, we are thinking of all of those things. All of them. <laughs> all of them. Awesome. Okay, all of them. So Karis, um, yeah. What, so what do you believe worship is at its core and why do you think it's important for us as followers of Jesus? Yeah, such a good question. I honestly, when it when it all comes down to it, it when I think about worship, I think about your heart posture. It's mm-hmm. the posture of your heart. Um, to worship something is to to love, to have affection towards, to honor, to be drawn to, um, to be loyal. Like all of these, all of these actions, all of these these things to to live out. And so I think for myself, sometimes I just, I try to keep it as simple as possible. Like God talks about having like a childlike, like childlike faith. And so for, for me, worship is heart posture. It's coming to that place of constantly turning to the Lord in everything that we do. Um, whether that is singing, whether that is like buying your groceries and being kind to the, to the, cashier who's like behind a a screen so that they don't get (laughs) sprayed worship is like tithing worship is having dinner with your family worship is um letting somebody merge when you are in a rush you know what i'm saying like it's everything that we do but if you're doing it in an aspect where you're like lord i love you and i want people to to experience your love and to find you in how i live um, that to me is the most simplest form of worship because that is like Christ in me, the hope of glory being revealed. Mm-hmm. And I think that is no greater place to start yeah. is to be like, God, I want you to be revealed to people like you are in me. And so how do I honor you with my life mm-hmm. and give you my life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And I think it's, um, it's interesting because one of the things that I think we often forget is that worship isn't, it's not like a Christian word. Like no, it's we not. Are, yeah. We are always worshiping something, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're, you know, it's easy to worship money. It's easy to worship, you know, um, your relationships that you're in. It's easy to yeah. worship your idealized life. 
and uh, and so we're always worshiping and so the, it's not a question of if we're worshiping it's a question of who we are worshiping and yeah so I think absolutely the, the invitation of God and the invitation of the gospel is that he would be at the core and the heart of our worship. Right. Totally. And so, yeah. Cause I think, yeah, as we, if we believe we become like what we worship then yeah. uh, in worshiping him, we become like him. And yeah. so, yeah, it's just one of those really cool things. And so exactly. do you have any other reasons why, why do you think that it's important for us as followers of Jesus to, to practice worship as a lifestyle? I think more than anything else, we live in such a society that is just so internally based how we Mm -hmm. um everything evolves around us and to be able Mm -hmm. to to worship and to to surrender to trust um there is this element of humility um that is just like so important and i and i i don't i can only speak for myself but i find um when I invite myself into the bigger picture of, of like the heavenly perspective of Mm -hmm. um, what is actually going on in the kingdom of God, um, Mm -hmm. it kind of minimalizes um, those things that maybe I feel are such giants in my life Mm -hmm. realizing, Oh wait, if I invite God into this and if I, if I worship and talk to like, if I need him to be my provider and I start Mm -hmm. I start meditating on that and thinking upon that or, or singing about like those songs where he is, he is my everything and I, I need him. It all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, you're drawing on like the characteristics and the, and the gifts of the father of God. And, um, and I, and I think that's valuable because then it's like, it's not about us. It's, it should never be about us unless it's like in the context of like us as in like the Lord and, we're created for mm-hmm. community. We're created to commune and to walk and talk with God. That was like, I don't know, you go all the way back to the garden. It's like my favorite place is coming back to the garden yeah. and um, totally. like to walk and talk and to be in relationship with the Lord. And, and that's mm-hmm. what it's about. We're supposed to do this together. Not, a, not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Could you just speak to that a little bit more? I know that's something you're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. Getting back to the garden, just like give us like the <sighs> Cliff Notes version of that. What, what do you mean by that? Why is that so important to you? Yeah. And, and especially in light of our conversation about worship. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, when I when I say about like going back to the garden, I think so often it's really easy to always ask. I don't know. You always want to ask why. Like where did where did things first start? Um, one small mm-hmm. tiny misdirection can leave you somewhere completely different if you're like on a plane and you change the trajectory by a by one percent you can end up in a completely different destination and and so i i often it's like what was the first example of of connection what was the first example of of invitation and and for me that's going right straight back to genesis i say back to the garden um back to that place where god established like very clearly in like the first three chapters of Genesis, just his his invitation of creativity, Mm -hmm. but also his invitation of relationship. And I think that's where um, like the difference between like relationship versus religion. Um, It's, it's, it's something about, it's not robotic. It's not 
routine. It's about, it's about connection, like walking and talking. Like when, when God created man, he said, all of this stuff is for you. And I, one of my, like my favorite exercises is always being like, cause like the, like Eden actually means delight. So God created this place of, of delight for us to partake in. And, and, and he, we were like, Adam was aware when the Lord was coming, he could hear his footsteps. They were, they were talking. They were, I would imagine themselves sitting together. And so one of my, my favorite things is like, what does that look like? What does your Eden or your place where you can connect with God look like? Maybe that's on a mountain. Maybe it's making bread for your family. I'm not sure. But for me, mm. it's, it's kind of being like, what would that actually have been like to be so aware of, of that, mm-hmm. that hunger that the Lord want, like you were like, Hey, how was your day today? Like yeah. what animals did you name today? You know, like he wanted <laughs> to know, he wanted to know he cared. Like that was, mm-hmm. that was who he was. That who is who he is. And I think if we can kind of go back to that place and to be able to like have that type of, connection with God I think that just makes life so much more rich and it gives us a, a, a broader definition of of relationship with the Lord and also how we love him like how I love the Lord is how I worship him how I how I live is how I love and I think that's a yeah. cool place to be yeah well and it's interesting even if you keep going with the Eden metaf- metaphor the the whole idea of um, the opposite then of worship is almost disconnection. Yeah. Because first, the first thing yes. after the fall, the first thing after sin that Adam and Eve do is they cover themselves. They try to hide from God. Yes. And and they move from this place of connection and deep worship to disconnection and shame. And shame. So, yeah. Interesting. Oh, it just shows. It really shows God's heart um, for us. And and even yeah, worship is is about connecting to God's heart. Right, in everything that we're doing and and when yeah. we live out of disconnection when we live out of shame when we live out of fear then i think i don't think we're worshiping any we're not worshiping god anymore yeah. um, we're worshiping whatever is causing those things in us right and so yes. i love that metaphor of, of going back to eden i think it's really oh. cool um but i think one of the things that i think is really important for us to be thinking about um is when we talk about worshiping god um how do we know that we're worshiping God as he is? I think it's really, you know, I think it's easy for us to maybe worship an idea of God or worship something about God that may not be true or, but how, when we talk about worship as connection and knowing God and and responding to who God is, how do we, how do we in some ways like not make sure of, but how do we guard ourselves to, yeah, to to be careful that we're worshiping God as he is. Yeah, no, that's so good, Donovan. I think there is a bit of ownership. Like I I would say like God knows our language. He knows how to connect with us. Like he created us. He formed us. So he knows, like, I I can't remember one of your podcasts, but you had referenced, I was like, I need to write that book down. But the one where it has like the nine different um, ways that sacred pathways. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I need to get that book. But there's so many different ways on how we all can connect Mm -hmm. with God. So like, first of all, it's like God knows, knows us enough that he, he knows how to, to 
connect have those connecting bridging points but there is an element of responsibility and ownership that i think we do need to have where it's like get in the word like Mm -hmm. eat that like spend time spend time with Mm -hmm. um with your bible and and Mm -hmm. get to know the heart of god get to know Mm -hmm. um how jesus lived like all of those things like that's very very important because that gives us a very clear idea of who he is and what he values and how he um what he wants and i think also it's like iron sharpens iron so it's like who is your community who are the people that you that you trust mm-hmm. and um that are are on pursuit for the same things that you that you want like who are the people that you admire i remember mm-hmm. being it was not in the context of a church thing but they were like who are the people that you really look up to and it's like how do you rub shoulders with those people like what are the questions that you would be asking them and like do it go find them and ask and learn and be a good student and i think it's like there's always things to learn about god mm-hmm. um, about his his heart for his people totally. and so it's like who are the yeah. people around you like I don't know everything. You don't know everything. You are incredibly wise. Look at all those books behind you. <laughs> but it's like, we need. <laughs> there are a lot. <laughs> so many. You're like, well, I admire how much you read. It's like, like, who are the people that, that we can learn from? And, and, and this is also like a good opportunity to like invite discernment and Holy Spirit to be like, okay, like what, what are you speaking to me, God? And really like kind of growing the muscle of, of, of conversation, engaging with him too. Cause I think a lot of people might feel farther away from God that when that's not the case, like he's, he's speaking, whether it's through a, a song, whether it's through a word, a conversation that you could be having, like there's lots of ways that the Lord is mm-hmm. engaging us. And so I think it's like, mm-hmm. how are we growing and how are we like owning it? Um, it'd be foolish to think it's like, I want to lose all this weight, but you're smashing donuts back every day, right? Like you have to yeah. have yeah. discipline. You have to grow. <laughs> totally. And that, I don't it's like so, donuts. <laughs> donuts are so, you live close to donut party too. Like. I know. That's the funny part. I'm literally like, meh, give me transit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The, uh, I think the tough, not tough thing, but the, the, the thing when we think about worship as a response to who God is, so we need to be keenly searching out who God is. We need to be keeping our, our gaze fixed on, on understanding him as he reveals himself through the word, as he reveals yeah. himself through creation, as he reveals himself through community, as he reveals himself um, as he speaks to our hearts and we grow in relationship with him, all of this stuff. But I think one of the things that, um, I know it's such a worshipful experience for me is when I'm reading through the Psalms, I just try to mm. just reflect on what it's saying about God. Like, um, yeah, the, the verse that came to my mind while you were sharing Karis was, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, you know? Yes. And so that is something we can respond to that the Lord is good, but there's also something that it's inviting us to is to taste and see. So to actually like <laughs> say, God, I want to experience your goodness. I want to taste of it like rich food, right. And see that you're good. So I would respond to you. You know, yes. another passage that comes to my mind is in your presence, oh God, is fullness of joy at your right yes. pleasures forevermore. Yeah. Like that's something that we can respond in worship to. Um, mm-hmm. that, that should just fill our hearts with a response of worship. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think too of um, 
even the like the throne room encounters that we see in scripture, right? Like we have Isaiah, we have Ezekiel, we have John, we have um, all these different characters who are literally taken into heaven. And like, you know, what's the first thing that happens to them when they go into those encounters? <laughs> right? Like they fall on their face, right? Like they, can't even, they can't even stand up. They just boom right over like, cause he's so good and he's so worthy. And so I think, uh, yeah, as we, as we think about worship, as connection, worship as response, worship as um, growing and understanding who God is and how our hearts express gratitude, appreciation based on how he's made us. Yeah, I just think yeah. being, in word, being in the word is like huge. And and also just, yeah, like you said, finding your pathway, like how do you connect with God? And and really like seeking to, so to make that a normal rhythm in your life. It's um, so important. Yeah. So yeah, are there any other passages of scripture that you have on your mind that help form your understanding of worship either? And let's also get into more of the corporate worship conversation too, not just um, not just worship as a lifestyle, but also when we gather together as corporate believers and, and sing our praises to God. What are some passages that come to your mind? We've already talked about Eden. I've already thrown a few. A few I know. Sorry, I, I didn't want to steal mine. your thunder. I didn't steal your thunder. <laughs> I was just kind of extrapolating on the last question. Um, I'm just yeah, giving so. my yes and my amen to you. Okay, sounds good. Well, um, I'd love to hear some more passages that come to your mind. <laughs> I'm like, preach it. I'm just going to be like, yes. Um, hey, well, one of, one, of my, one of my favorites is Psalm 100 where I just talk like enter his courts with thanksgiving, enter his courts of praise. And again, like that really shouts or like it has a strong undercurrent of gratitude totally. and th- like, uh, and like just being grateful. Cause I think often it's like gratitude is the king, like the keys to mm-hmm. heaven in some ways. And what I mean by that, it's just, it's like when we have this heart posture of thankfulness, um, there is a humility of being just like, wow, like I don't deserve any of these things but like it's in return you're saying god you're so good like how often in the psalms it's like his love is good and and he endures forever like god is good and he endures forever like there's always um this this capacity of being like you are wonderful lord and this is who you are and like thank you that i get to be a part of it that i get to taste and see that you are are good so yeah anything in psalms and i also like the fact that psalms is not just mountaintop experiences it's not just like the highs of life it's also Mm -hmm. the lows and i think Mm -hmm. that and even just like in context of um all this covid stuff or just the hardships of life in general um God is not removed from those things. And I think that is very important to be like, why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. Like I'm going to put my hope in God. There is something very um, beautiful about also realizing that God is with us in, in the dirt of life. And he understands that. Um, And, and that in itself, like Jesus on the cross, like, so any of the gospels, if you read just how the Lord and like how, how Jesus loves and how he engages with people and how he, mm-hmm. um, like what he's inviting him, like inviting us into, it's powerful. I think one of my, my favorites, um, when you were asking me, it was like John four, mm. um, with the woman in the well. And just like when he, he, Jesus is basically like talking to this woman who's, mm-hmm. um, had just like a really, really hard life. 
and and he kind of he reads her mail but he invites her into this invitation of um of just like of hope and healing and 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 kind of says like what god is actually looking for is is like a worshiper who is worshiping him in spirit and in truth like it's not where you are it's not what you're doing but it's like it's your heart and how you how you love god is what actually really matters and so i think that's like one of my my favorite um verses like in the context of worship it's like i think it can be and maybe this is because i grew up in a more liturgical form um, which I now find so much beauty in. Like I, I love when I go back to, to my Lutheran church and I just like, I'm enthralled by the liturgy and just how the faithfulness of these things being said for like generations, these prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, to me, I, I think that there's something so beautiful about being like, no, it's your heart. Like, and so then that even like goes back to then, um, like in Matthew 27, like on Good Friday when the veil is being torn, like mm. the, um, I think that is like one of my favorite <laughs> verses, um, just in context of like Old Testament versus New Testament, Old Testament, when you would define or you'd read about worship, it was all about um, offering sacrifices, people would go- travel to like all these like important places in the earth to to offer up these sacrifices to to atone their sins Mm -hmm. and that was like that was their understanding of of redemption and and salvation if you may you had to talk you had to do all these things so that you would be redeemed Mm -hmm. um a priest would have to advocate for you and and you throw Mm -hmm. it jesus in the mix in the new testament and he's like no like you come to the father through me and it's like this is like i'm i'm going to be the ultimate sacrifice and so in matthew 27 it's just it's like when when he when jesus laid his life down and said no like i am the perfect spotless lamb to be slain mm. for your sins for like the, he was the ultimate salvation song donovan like he he was the one who who gave us mm. um everything that we've ever needed, um, healing, hope, like just everything. And, and the veil was torn and this veil was massive. This was what divided the Holy of Holies, the places where the presence of God was. And when, mm-hmm. when Jesus conquered death, this veil was torn. And it was like, for me, it's just like the symbolism of being like, you are not separated. Like Jesus has bridged this, this presence, like we have everything that we, we need. So for me, like, that's a huge, a huge um, scripture verse that just like invites me into like his presence. Oh, it's so, so good. good. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah. in each of those, I mentioned those throne room encounters, right? Like the, oh. uh, the, whole, the whole idea that right now and for forever, in the past and forever in the future, what surrounds the throne of God is worship. Just incredible yeah. picture. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's just chat. Let's just chat corporate worship for a little while. Sure. Um, so again, this is worship as a response when we gather together. I think the scriptures have so much to say about it. Um, I don't know. We should. All, like, we can almost play popcorn and like throw out a few of our favorite uh, references. But one of them yeah. that that I've heard 
Um, and even now it's, it's actually a Psalm of lament. I think it's in Psalm 22 where it says that the Lord is enthroned on the praises of his people. people. Uh, the whole idea that when we gather together and praise God, like that's God rules from that place. Like he's obviously enthroned already, but, but that's yes. kind of where his reign is established and spoken of. And um, yeah, popcorn. So you throw out another one. <laughs> Putting you on the spot. well you know i'm also just thinking of like like abraham isaac and jacob like it's like god is a god of generations and just like the the faithfulness and i think too it yeah it's like he he invites generations into this which like to me that's a lot of that's a lot of people and when i think of um is it the song of miriam oh my gosh this is like but there's, but there's this element where like in, like even in the old Testament where it's like, you've brought us out of this, you've brought us out of this. And yes. it's like, God, you're so mm-hmm. faithful. And it becomes this anthem or even how like in the old mm-hmm. Testament, they would be building altars to be, to remember mm-hmm. like where God has done. And you would be telling, like, I would imagine little Nona, Nona telling like to her grand <laughs> granddaughter, like this is, <laughs> I don't know. Nona feels Italian, yeah, totally. but whatever. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Just being like, this is who our God is. Like, we, they didn't have Bibles. They didn't have all, like, they didn't have tablets. They didn't have all these things. It was like their stories, their songs, um, and, and like, just the to remember. And I think, like, that was, for me, like, right away, I just, I think of all of those, those moments of the generations totally. being like, he yeah. was a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's all those corporate Psalms that are written that talk about um, that bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. It's like, you're yeah. telling yourself to yeah. worship, right? Because yeah. you remember who God is in the midst of whatever you're facing, whatever, whatever challenges you're facing. Yeah. I think another passage that really speaks to even corporate worship and expression of worship is in the old Testament. Anyways, we'll move to the new Testament right away but is when David is dancing before the ark, right? Yes. And, and there's actually like some crazy stuff in that story where David dances before the Lord, his wife judges him, right? Yeah. Cal, and what happens is David says, you know, I'll become even more undignified than this, even though some say it's foolishness because God is worthy of this. And <laughs> it's crazy. Like that passage, I don't, I, this really messes with my theology, but it says mm. later that because of her judgment of David, Michal becomes barren. And so what it tells me is that how we, how we like judge others in worship is actually like, God is really serious about that. And so I think uh, just one of those crazy things about the reality of expressing ourselves in worship. Uh, Popcorn, your turn again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. okay. Um, Oh, what's another really good one? There's, there's so many. Um, I like them. (laughs) I know this is so good. I mean, we we have talked a lot about um, revelation. So, totally. yeah. but but I do I do think there is something about just how you've got like the four living creatures that are all like yep. that are totally. there, and they're just constantly like their mind is being blown, like covered covered in <laughs> like I just always think about like being covered with like eyes everywhere, yeah, yeah. just to behold the lamb like just behold jesus and like i could just imagine like there's so many frac like fractions of like who god is that it would just blow their minds 
-hmm. in the most simplest terms that they would just fall to their face and say like, holy are you God? Like, and once they would recover from that, that revelation of like God's, God's compassion, Mm. that once that like settled into, to them, that they would like come back and he'd be like, check Mm. out my generosity. And they would, they would crumble at just like that, that revelation, that invitation of who God is. And just thinking about, yeah, like that is, that is spoken about that we will be surrounding the throne, like um, talking about like clouds of witnesses that have gone before that are there to, that are, that we'd be joining in with. Like it's, it's bigger than, it's bigger than just us. And I think there is something really just even important. Like I was, I was thinking about this last night, how, there is something beautiful about like in the secret, in the quiet mm-hmm. place um, mm-hmm. to, to give our hearts, to worship, to love the Lord. But there is something incredibly powerful about corporate because when we are doing something very personal in a corporate mm-hmm. setting, there is a mm-hmm. faith that stirs up in us. There is a, there's, there's, I don't know, want to say strength in numbers, Donovan, but there is yeah, something where sure. it's like my faith, is being poked and prodded and like it's it's going to encourage yours and i can hear so and so singing great is your faithfulness and i know that you're going through a really hard time right now and so it's like maybe your faith is weary and your spirit is tired but i'm going to sing this on behalf of you like there's so many things and there is something very beautiful about corporate because we also are not meant to do this alone do life alone and so to remind ourselves and to remember who god is to ask god to come and to to intercede and to be a part of our our lives on a bigger scale it's like god is about family he's about unity father son holy spirit like that's very clear he's about god of generations there is there's something very precious about that and so doing worse like having gathering on a sunday i don't know if you like well I'm sure you miss this. I miss it. I cannot wait. Totally. I'm like chomping at the bit for, for everyone to just all be <laughs> together. On. Like I want a big family reunion. I want a potluck at the end of the, oh, yeah. end of this. But I want us to like. I want to feel like I want to hear mm-hmm. the, the voices of being like God. You have brought us through this all. And like just that that desperation to hear it, to feel it in our hearts. Um, I can't wait. There is something very, very special because it is about togetherness. So yeah, I'm a huge fan of anything corporate. Amazing. Big, big time. Well, there's such a, throughout scriptures, right? Like in in Revelation, one of the pictures is that every tribe, every nation, every tongue gathered together worshiping Jesus. It's like, what else in the world has that level of unity that's available to anyone and everyone right yeah. like worship unites us all you know and that's yeah. what's so amazing about biblical worship where it's rooted in the truth of the scriptures is that literally like there's over a billion people in the world who are all united as we worship together right yeah incredible picture um the last one that i think of for the popcorn game is uh out of colossians where it says that we are we're, we're commanded to sing to one another in psalms hymns and yes right like yes. that whole sense of and it's actually an expression of love the the yeah. passage right before that is talking about love yeah. love what is sincere you know cling on to what is good and then let you know sing to one another in songs hymns spiritual songs that whole idea of yeah like you said reminding each other of the truth of who god is 
yeah. um, corporately is just so important. And, um, and we're, I'm sure in future podcasts, I'll get into some of the different expressions of worship, different realities of it, different forms. Like that's not what we're really focusing on today. We're, we're kind of just giving an introduction, but, um, yeah, I think that was really fun to kind of go through. And I know that's not even scratching the surface of the passages. Oh, the there's so many. <laughs> it's pretty so like, many. yeah, we're pretty much, you know, this is a good start. It was a good start. Um, but yeah, let's get practical here as we kind of wrap yeah. up a little bit, but what are, so what are some of the different ways? First, we'll do like in an ideal world um, that you can practice worship as a spiritual discipline. And then I want to get into a little bit in the COVID world. How are you continuing yeah. to practice worship as a spiritual discipline? But yeah, let's start with just kind of like in the ideal world. So picturing that we can gather together every Sunday or whenever, like how do you practice worship as a spiritual discipline? <laughs> I'm like, what's our new perfect world going to look like? Yeah. Hey, who knows? We don't know. <laughs> Honestly, like right away, I just was like, I want to be present. Mm. I want to be present. I don't, I don't want to be distracted. Um, mm. I want to, I want to be fully engaged. Yeah. I, I like, I don't want to, and, and even some of like the best things, like the best resources, like I think about like, my phone and having my Bible on my phone, you know, or like these things where I'm like, no, like I want to be fully, fully engaged. And it's like, I often will remind myself whether I've, whether I'm leading worship or if I'm in, cause it, it's so easy to be distracted. Like as a musician, if I'm not actually engaging, I'm listening to I'm like, Oh, that was an interesting chord progression. Or I'm like, Oh, you sang it this way. Like, there's so many things. I'm like, oh, that's feedback. I'm like, oh, the angle of that camera. Like, like your mind can go everywhere. Like, that's just my, I mean, it would be the same if I was as a hairdresser, if I'm in line at the grocery store. I'm like, dude, that guy's hair is so long. He needs a trim. <laughs> like, it's, it's easy to, to popcorn and to just be very, like, all over the place. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Squirrel, squirrels everywhere. And I think squirrels everywhere, everywhere, but to be able to like, to have that discipline of like, I remember somebody saying it's like, Jesus has done everything like mm -hmm. possible to come as close to you, like conquer death to come as close to you. Like how, like, what are you going to do with this opportunity? Or like, or imagining being like, Jesus is the only one, like he's in front of you right now. Yeah. Like if, if you could, if you could see him, if you could, if you could physically hear his voice, how would you be responding? Like, don't mm -hmm. part of my French half asset. Like, how are you giving everything to the Lord? Like, and, mm -hmm. and that really convicted, convicted me at the same oh, way how you were, you were saying about, um, like David just being undignified. And that doesn't mean that we have to be crazy. It doesn't mean that we have to be waving our hands all over the place and, and like shedding clothes, keep your clothes on. Okay. Like, <laughs> let's just clarify. Like I'm like no pants party. That's cool. But like, like time that's like the ready. zoom. That's like the zoom way though. Right. Like, <laughs> it's true. Wearing shorts and swimming trunks. And, yeah. Donovan, why don't you stand up for us for a second? <laughs> I'm in the office. So I'm <laughs> But I'm like, quite dignified. <laughs> very good. Very good. Me too. Um, 
but I think, I think that there is something like I, and I'll just, I'll quickly share this because I feel like it's just a memory that just came to me. I remember going like years ago to a conference and there was tons of people that were all over the place. And again, like coming from a very traditional background. Um, and I remember just being so hungry for the Lord, wanting authentic connection. And there was just a bunch of stuff that was going on. Like people were, were like shaking and manifesting and just all of these things that was just not in my realm of any type of normal. And, and me having this, like this hunger for more, um, but also being like, what are we doing? This just feels like such a waste of time. Like this is, I feel like everyone's showboating and being, trying to like get the attention of each other and the Lord. And it just, it wasn't, I don't know. I was, I was annoyed. And I was writing in my journal being like, God, I could have more of an encounter with you if I was just like in my car listening to worship music. Like, why did I drive to another province to go (laughs) to experience this? And, and I felt right away that the Lord was like, um, like man looks on the outside, but God, like I look at your heart and he's like, your heart is sour. Like you're judging somebody else's like, expression to me and it's like I'm the one who decides what like if this is a pure sacrifice and I'm not concerned about them I'm concerned about you and and I just I felt like I needed to repent I felt like I I realized I was completely missing it that I was so focused on everybody else that I wasn't fully living like this authentic like I was missing an opportunity and so like I think for the new like this new like on the top of this hill Um, once we come out of whatever we are coming out of, um, Mm -hmm. I want, I want to see like intentionality. I want to see um, like pure, like clean hands. Like I want to see like pure heart. I want to have that realm of, um, just re yeah, reprioritizing whatever that looks like. And I think a lot of it to me is about humility and just getting lower and actually just like on, like Mm -hmm. truly, being like, Lord, we need you, um, whatever that looks like, whatever that sounds like. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, that's a like renewing your mind daily. I, oh, wow. Like I can see the Lord. I've had to remind myself a lot over these last, this last month, like the power of like Literally. renewing your mind and yeah, having those disciplines being like, no, I am choosing you. I'm choosing to love. I'm choosing to surrender. I'm choosing to mm-hmm. trust. And um I think that will get us a lot farther. Like we become what we behold, right, Donovan? Like you referenced mm-hmm. that. Um, and so mm-hmm. it's like, I want to just be able for us to like fix our eyes on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that being present as a practice of worship. And I think that's that's kind of how we start every anywhere we are, right? Yeah. Like just choosing to to become aware of God's presence and, you know, just simply admitting like, I want to give myself completely to you. And, yeah. and it's interesting because we talk about that as it's almost like a circle, what I'm seeing. And because I think of Romans 12, 1 and 2, which we haven't talked about yet, but the, the whole sense of do um, that uh, our, sorry, that our worship is um, all like giving ourselves. <clears throat> sorry, my brain is completely not working at this moment. Well, I, have this verse, I have this verse memorized, but uh, <laughs> it's just not. It's not coming out right now. Um, but the whole afterwards, so 
Paul talks about in everything we do as a sacrifice to God, that's our spiritual act of worship, right? But then the next verse is, do not be conformed to this to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. And so yeah. I think it goes both ways that as we worship, he's conforming and transforming us. Yes. And, and we, you know, submitting to that transformation is what enables us to be present to him in worship. So it kind of mm-hmm. goes both ways. So I think that's a really good one. Um, it's so good. Yeah. Any other uh, any other ways that you you think of how you practice worship as a spiritual spiritual discipline? Um, <clears throat> honestly, I I think too. I, I I'm I'm reminded of like Mary and Martha. Hmm. I don't want to like over like simplify stuff, but yeah. I think coming before. I mean, I always would relate to Mary wanting to sit at the feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I always I always related to that one a little bit more than Martha preparing stuff. But I feel like Martha always mm-hmm. got the bad rap. Like she was just trying to be a good host. Like, come on now. Like <laughs> Jesus was in her house. Totally. He was coming over. Like I would be fluffing the pillows, yeah. prepping my best sourdough. Like I don't, I don't even make sourdough, but I would be like, everything would be right. <laughs> Cause like Jesus totally. is coming over. So I feel like she's, she, she got, she always has this little bit of a bad rap. Like I feel bad. I feel bad for the lady, but like, but in it all, like Jesus is like, Martha, like this is good. But, mm-hmm. but like there's something about like what's Mary's doing is like to be, to be, mm-hmm. to sit and to be, and to listen and to have that space. And so mm-hmm. Um, I do not to like oversimplify, but even just like bringing it back to like the Psalms, like, like be still or like be still and know that he's God. That's not what I was referencing, but like, like be still and know that he is God. Like he's, he's making me lie down and rest. And I think to be able to sit and to learn, to wait on the Lord, um, to have margin, um, like you, uh, that's like one thing that I, I constantly am growing from you, Donovan is like your your determination to have margin in your life. Um, Mm -hmm. That in itself is a discipline that allows, like even God rested on on the seventh day. And he said, all of this Mm -hmm. is good. I've made it all. And now I'm going to enjoy it. And I think that there is something about being able to sit and rest and leave space Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. for what that all invites. And so I think like Mm -hmm. going, coming out of all of this, what does that margin look like? again coming back to the garden like what does your garden look like how are you going to delight in what god's given you and what you've worked hard for um but then how can you like love each other and the lord in that extra Mm -hmm. space Mm -hmm. totally and it's it's so um what's the word for it it's so yeah like it, it is a conscious choice that we make yeah right? like we do yeah. and we do need to set aside space for it right um yeah what um what does that space look like for you like when you actually have set aside time to spend in worship what does that look like for you for me um i love anything with creativity totally shocker i'm sure um if you <laughs> if anyone knows me but like right away like the the obvious ones is i will i'll go to my room i'll i'll shut the door i'll i'll maybe light a can, like a candle i'll have the lights a little bit lower but i will sit at my piano mm-hmm. and i will just give myself space 
to just worship and sing songs, write songs, mm-hmm. um, anything in that capacity. Um, having communion is a big one too um, that I, I find that I, I want to be able to do. Um, I haven't been doing it as much as, but like we're also like just journaling more. Um, those are like great ways sometimes just like let, allowing yourself to, to dialogue mm. with the Lord and you don't realize what's all in there until you put a paper and pen. I, I think some people it's like, Oh, that's super girly or I'm not, I'm not going to journal. I'm not going to write in a diary, but like there is something about being able to have that penmanship with the Lord and to document stuff. Like, I don't think we give ourselves credit. Like, we're all wells. We're all really deep. We're all, we have, we all are thinking about things and processing things. And so to be able to kind of have a conversation in that capacity very much is something that is important. And I honestly, I love like, I'm crocheting right now and I'm like, I'll listen to worship and I'm, I'll make a blanket. Oh, I love it. And I just, so I good. laugh because to me, I'm like some, one of yeah. my, one of my um, ways of how I think about Holy Spirit is that he's a comforter. and so like even just being like wrapped in this blanket (laughs) as I'm making it I love it um (laughs) it's it's something so simple but for me it's like no like I'm spending time with the Lord and I'm I'm Mm. I'm meditating on on him and I don't know so some of those things I I or even just making a really good meal like come to the table um having having it look pretty I don't know some of those things too it's not it's not ridiculously um Mm -hmm. i don't know a big deal but it's just like those little things where it's like no i'm just taking the time i'm taking the time oh it's so good yeah and it's it's cool i just i love how and i talked about this with tj too there's a sense of like continual prayer right like we always are purposing our time to be in in the midst of god's presence but there's also like set aside time like to be with god yeah but it was put aside and i think it's the same with worship we we continually worship but there's also the set aside time and space that we create for ourselves or that we go and gather with others or that we participate yes. in online gathering whatever it may be there's yeah. all sorts of ways to worship right but yeah let's just talk about the worshiping in everything we do really quickly again really practically um I'm sure you're aware of Brother Lawrence. Have you heard of Brother Lawrence? I don't know. You have not. He wrote a book called The Practice of the Presence of God, which is an amazing book. Sounds amazing. It is so good. He was a monk. I don't know when he lived. It was quite a while ago. But his um, kind of the, the thing that people remember about him, the thing that stood out about his life was how... He, uh, he basically like in his memoir and his one book, he basically wrote about how everything he sees everything that he does as worship from washing yes. the dishes. To, yes. He was a shoe fixer. Like that's what he did as the monastery oh. is he fixed people's shoes. And, um, and he says, one of the things in his book, he says, is there is not in the world, a kind of life more sweet and delightful than that of continual conversation with God. Those only can comprehend it who practice and experience it. Um, and I, he came to my mind because he, uh, mm. another quote in his book, I couldn't find it in this quick search, but yeah. he, uh, he talks about how when he's washing the dishes, he feels the presence of God. You know, there's another story about in the movie Chariots of Fire, the runner, I don't remember his name, but. Squirrel. I love it. Um, the, the, the runner, he, one of the quotes of his life and it was a, from his life, not just dramatized in the movie, is when I run, I feel close to God. I feel near to God. 
And so when we talk about worship as, as everything that we do, how do we like in the mundane things, you know, I think I'm a dad. So it's like changing diapers. Like, can that be an act of worship? Sure can. (laughs) You want to talk about that? (laughs) Praise them in sanctuary. Um, Honestly. My diapers in the sanctuary. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was was bad. How long do I have to sing this song? Um, (laughs) Oh, man, that is so true. I think it's so simplistic Donovan, but like when we are able to embrace, like, I, th- I think like even just, I'm like that was the name brother Lawrence, brother Lawrence, yeah. Brother Lawrence. There's so many things to learn about like the simplicity of practice in that capacity, mm-hmm. because um, if we are so like intentional with those little acts, mm-hmm. um, how much closer would you actually be feeling like mm-hmm. feeling the Lord or, or it'd be the same. I don't know. S- simplify it. If you're, you're in a relationship or like you have a friend, you have somebody who you're like super close with or, or like a parent or someone who you could just look at them a certain way and they know exactly mm-hmm. what you're thinking or like, like that there's that, that intimacy I think so when it comes mm-hmm. back to like intimacy and being known and to like to know and to be known, um, mm-hmm. it's like, you don't even have to have words, but you know exactly like the heart posture or where they're going mm-hmm. in that, that realm. It's like that, that takes time that, that takes intentionality and space. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if we're able to have those types of things with the Lord, um, like I, I remember one time going, getting groceries, I had nothing like, I was just going to go by, I had a, some, a list, a small list, and I was walking by the, um, in the parking lot and I saw like the muster point, like, you know how it's like, mm. and yeah, I, yeah. like right away, I felt like the Lord was just saying to me, like, who's your muster point, Karis? Mm. And, and I was just like, you are like, like you are God, like in the midst of the crazy, if like, if things are burning, like I come I come running to you. You are my, you're my point of reference, God. And um, nothing was wrong in my life. Like I literally just needed to go buy carrots and a couple things for like the soup I was making, but he's like, good. Okay. Carry on. And, and I remember like just even that having that space or that, like to have a clear mind, I don't know how to say it, but just that I was intentional in that realm enough to feel like God was like, Hey, I'm speaking to you right now. Um, that even affected like the rest of my (laughs) grocery experience. Like I was in the, I was grabbing my stuff and I was just like, I love you, Jesus. You're so good to me, Lord. (laughs) And it just like, it literally shifted. Like I was tangibly singing like just quietly as I was grabbing my stuff in the grocery store. But it was like, but having that awareness or the simplicity Mm -hmm. of an act of your everyday Mm -hmm it can be given to the Lord. And there is that intimacy that then is drawn mm-hmm. closer. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that totally. that is something so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you, you treasure, you treasure it more just as the same way. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I miss my family. I miss my parents immensely right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the, my community, not being able mm-hmm. to like, just, you, you can take advantage of stuff. I think sometimes when you love, mm-hmm. And you're, you have all these things that you can just easily access when it's mm-hmm. all of a sudden not there anymore. You realize how much you actually miss it. 
Totally. And so like my prayer is for everybody to, to kind of jump onto that, that heart posture of being like, Mm -hmm. this is a gift. Like God, you are a gift to me. Like you are everything that I need. Like the people in my life, they are gifts. Like I see you through my relationship with Donovan as I'm having a podcast Mm -hmm. interview. Like Mm -hmm. I I see Mm -hmm. you in this and I see you in that, like you are in everything and Mm -hmm. that makes life richer. Awesome. Oh, it's so true. And, and like, it's so it's, yeah, it's just something that we got to keep on our minds like and i think it's so good to just keep him on our minds right yeah. and i even think of like little things to do that might help spark worship like you know in our house we try to turn on worship music all the time and just have it yeah. playing in the background just to keep that you know that space and okay. that focus and mm-hmm. i know some people that like will post bible verses all over their house that remind them of who god is and yes everywhere they look you know and i know other people who will you know, go on a walk every day because they connect yep. with God through yes. creation. And so they'll, that'll be their time of worship. And, and so I think there's little things that we can do to remind us of all the stuff that you just said. And so I think, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I need, and the cool thing is like a lot of what we just talked about now can be done with self-isolation, right? Like we don't need like as much as yes, <laughs> gathering is the gift and it's amazing. And it's so fun. Yeah. We can still worship God. Um, in, in, in these ways. And one of the things that I actually am really, um, not concerned about, I think concerned might be too strong, but one of the things that I'm often thinking about as a worship pastor is what type of life are people living outside of Sunday morning? Um, and how is that impacting and influencing their worship on Sunday? And, and that goes in line with the question of how is what we're participating in on Sunday actually forming us and how we worship the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. I think they go hand in hand. And I think now we're in this season of like, if we really choose to give ourselves as worshipers in this season, then I think when we gather together, there's just going to be this, like, I think almost revival of worship in all of our communities because God's been continuing to foster it in us. It's not, and we realize like, we don't need to depend on the worship leader's spirituality to connect with God. We can connect with God anywhere, anytime. Um, did you want to add anything about worship and self-isolation? I, we've already talked a lot about stuff, but I don't know if there's anything you feel like you still wanted to say. <laughs> I, I think more than anything else, I would just want to encourage people to like, to just, to be uncomfortable, to risk, mm-hmm. to risk, um, like what does, ask yourself, like, what does expression look like? Um, mm-hmm. It's, we're in a time and space where it's like the things that we used to always do, we can't. So it's like, what are the, like, how are the ways that you can try to find God and to love him? Um, Some people have the space. Some people are still working from home. And so it's like, that's not lost on me either. It's like, we all don't have just this, this capacity. It's like, if you're a parent and you've got little kids running around everywhere and you can't escape them, nor would you want to (laughs) like, like, (laughs) we aren't we aren't in bali drinking mai tais like there's there's lots of other things that we have, are are creating <laughs> that our minds and our hearts and intentions are going towards but like be willing to find something new like his mercies are new every morning and so like right now there are lots of um resources i mean like whether it's a podcast whether it's like instagram stories there's there's so many things that you could be um like watching and learning and 
growing. I know for myself, I've jumped onto a couple different things just to, just to learn, just mm-hmm. to listen, just to, mm-hmm. to, to grow. And so it's kind of, yeah, like, what does that look like? Maybe, maybe it's a matter of like getting a paint by numbers. I know I'm, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a creative, so I'm like jumping in this capacity. Maybe it's budgeting your, <laughs> maybe it's doing a budget, maybe it's meal planning, but yeah. being like, okay, I'm going to be intentional with these things. Mm-hmm. And God, I want you mm-hmm. to speak to me through order. Like, what does order look like in my life? What do like, what is, what does, how could you speak to me in that capacity? Maybe it is through painting or I'm going to pick up my guitar. I've never, I haven't done that in years. Or I'm like, I haven't written down something in a while. It could be two words like dear God. And that would be enough. That would be enough. Like it's not a matter of the, the, what you're producing. It's the journey. It's the, it's the intentionality of being with Jesus. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just giving yourself permission. Like don't, you don't need to produce something. I think more than anything else right now, it's like, we are not human doers. We're human beings. And I think this space is really Mm -hmm. challenging that statement and Mm -hmm. kind of pushing Mm -hmm. the buttons of like, who are you um, Mm -hmm. when you can't perform, when you can't produce Mm -hmm. whatever that you would normally be doing? Are you enough? Is God enough? Cause yeah, like you said, we, we have these things that we're able to normally do even on Sundays, but like when it's all said and done is, and it's just me and the Lord, how is my relationship with him? And um, yeah, I don't know. It's lots to think about Donovan. So good. Is that, so would that be your one challenge or invitation to everyone listening today? Try something new as a response. And try something new. Awesome. Try and, and like, and be jealous for it. Like, I, and I think probably like one of the things I, and I referenced it before, like with margin, mm-hmm. um, be jealous for margin, mm. like be to prioritize, like, like what does returning back to your first love look like? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I remember like certain times in my life where I would be like, I would, I would say, I'm going to get up really late or I'm going to stay up so late to be with this person and I'm going to wake up and I'll be exhausted the next day, but it was worth it because I had that encounter. I had that moment to make memories. And so I think too, it's like, what does, what does margin look like? And Mm -hmm. even if it's five minutes, even it's like, while you're like, I'm going to brush my teeth and hope that my children don't come and come into the room. Like, I'm just trying to think, I'm like, I feel like I've got it, got it so (laughs) easy in that capacity, but it's just like, even if it's just those five minutes, even if it's, even if it's just for half an hour, like whatever that looks like to just to find that discipline to say, I am going to give you Lord this specific time to just be still or just to like to read or to whatever, like you decide, like, you know what your language is, whether it is going out. I think it's like giving yourself a jealous protective margin. And I think we like, we reap what we sow. Right. So it's like, if you're creating space for intimacy, you will have intimacy with, with Mm -hmm. your, with your community, with the Lord, Mm-hmm. whatever that looks like so yeah like reap what you sow like this is a prime time for us to just be intentional and to be jealous like god is jealous for affection so like what would that look like if we were jealous 
for like those two minutes, those five minutes, those whatever. I think that would be my, um, my challenge or my encouragement when it's not a challenge. It's just be encouraged. I love it. That's so good, Karis. And I, I think it's, um, yeah, it's just so, it's just so easy to, to live without intentionality and just to think like, you know, we'll, this kind of thing will just happen, you know, but no, we're actually being invited by a good God to just engage with him in that way. And so let's really pursue that. Uh, but yeah, so you mentioned at the beginning, you're part of a ministry called Resurgence. Why don't you just, for those that are in the Edmonton area, why don't you just share a little bit about what that is um, and the culture of worship that you guys are going for and then how someone can get connected with that and even what you're doing now in response to COVID-19 to keep oh. Resurgence going. <laughs> yeah, right? It's just- Because it is still happening. It is still happening. We're still going. We're still, still doing it. <laughs> Oh man, I I love my my heart just like burns for um for like the presence of the Lord and for unity. I think growing up because I grew up in such a different denomination and I've always loved that realm of being able to bridge churches and to to we have so many things to learn from each other and and so like with resurgence, we're a nonprofit um I would say almost like parachurch, but we're we're just a, we're a ministry that that wants to bridge and bring unity to empower people mm-hmm. to live their fullest lives um, for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, what does personal revival look like? How um, mm-hmm. how do we equip leaders so that you can come and be filled up and to to be empowered and to grow, but that we would then be able to, you'd be able to go back to your church and mm-hmm. use those skills and those lifestyle um, habits to to influence and encourage your your church family um i there's so many things that we are still doing like we we usually do like once a month gatherings and um, our next one is actually next saturday um the april 25th (laughs) i I should know this april 25th and so we we are doing all of that um now online we've kind of we're we're in changing times, you guys. So we are, we are going, we are going live. Um, that is a space where we have like worship, we have the word, and we actually then break out into groups um, for community. And so we'll have like little Zoom rooms and we'll be kind of like applying what the the lessons have been or what this the sermon is about. Um, we have lots of contacts, even just in the realm of like um, we're doing another worship. We once a month we do a worship service called Sanctuary, which you are s- mm. such a gem, such a gem. <laughs> I love we love Resurgence loves McKernan. Um, we just are so thankful. We've been doing that for I think it's almost been four years, Donovan. Yeah, like four yeah, years where once a month we meet up in your sanctuary, um, our chapel upstairs, and we we just have two hours just to 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 worship to have music um to create space um i think one of my favorite things about resurgence is that we want to create space for people to encounter the lord whatever that looks like um to not have a a like we always have like plans and hopes for stuff but specifically for sanctuary when when i had started it i wanted people to to have space to engage. Not everybody is a musician. Not everybody can sing. Um, I think sometimes it's easy to take take for granted as a as a creative um, that mm-hmm. 
portion to tap into. And so to be able to have two hours um, so that mm -hmm. we can just that grow in our language of expression with the Lord. So that is also happening right away um, on Tuesday, the 21st, yeah. question mark. <laughs> yeah. and, so, and hopefully, hopefully for those people that are watching this years from now, the website will still be the same, but what the website is liveresurgence.com, right? Liveresurgence.com. Yeah, and so um, definitely a community worth plugging into. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm just jealous. You know what, if there's anything that I, I love, it's, it's just being able to see like unity and to, to have space to, to have like-minded people growing together and to be empowered. Like everything's worth it. If you have a conversation with somebody where all of a sudden God is real and then say, like God wants to use me and I can hear his voice. And I feel like God, like, I feel like this is what I'm going to be doing with my life. Like, man, nothing's more rewarding than that and so i think that's a huge part of what resurgence um embodies and i think it's just yeah please come visit come visit us it's going to be cool online and it'll be even better in in person <laughs> yeah and hopefully not a couple podcasts from now we'll be talking to travis who yes i heard that that's gonna be so good yeah, it'll be awesome to hear his story and hear a little bit of an invitation from him as well. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Karis. Thank you for sure. uh, your vulnerability and just such a, it's so awesome to hear your heart and hopefully I'm sure anyone who's listened to this has been blessed. And so thank you so much. Thank uh, you. Thank you for like, I, I appreciate the thing that I, one of the things, there's so many things that I appreciate about you, Donovan, but is just like that willingness to just like help people grow and to give people resources. Like, I think it's just in such crazy times outside of even this. Um, I, one of the things I love so much about you is that you have the, the heart, like the heart to pastor and the heart to, to empower people to grow and to learn and to like be wise with what is given. And so like, even just being able to do something like this, like, ah, oh, I just, it's an honor to be a part of it, but it's also just an honor to see you like chasing after the more, like, I just, it's, it's admirable and inspiring. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Well, see you later. <laughs> okay. Bye. bye. Well, I'm sorry for that kind of uh, abrupt ending to the podcast, but uh, yeah, my hope and prayer is that you've been blessed today, that you've been encouraged to, uh, really pursue Jesus and really um, know him as he is so that all of your life would be an expression of worship to him. I want to close off today just by reading Psalm 27 over those who are listening and those who are watching. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When, ev when evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord, that I would seek after, that I would dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Let that be our heart posture.